Brazil's president testing positive. That's right, positive. President Bolsonaro he has tested positive after months of, quite frankly, downplaying the virus. Now, he confirmed the results while wearing a mask and speaking with the press earlier today. By the way, the president says that he is feeling fine and he would even love to go for a walk, but can't due to doctor's orders. The Brazilian president has often appeared in public, actually shaking hands with supporters, and he has claimed in the past that his history as an athlete would protect him from the virus. Meantime, some more good news on the COVID front here. Ontario reporting, how about this? Our second lowest number of COVID cases in months, with only 112 new cases today. And as the downward trend continues, it's a pretty big day here in Toronto. As of midnight, as I'm sure you're well aware by now, face masks now mandatory in indoor public spaces. Everybody now required to wear a mask indoors except children under the age of two, those with a medical exemption, and staff who are already inside and shielded by a physical barrier. That's a welcome in Dr. Kashif Prasada. He's the co-chair of Masks for Canada, and the doctor joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Doctor, good afternoon. Appreciate you coming on, being on the show. Thank you, Jeff. Okay, first of all, in your estimation, why is this move, mandatory masks in indoor public spaces, why is it necessary to make that mandatory? Well, we know um, from you know, research that's built up over the last few months that COVID is highly transmissible in indoor settings, uh, especially where the air is not circulating enough. Any person um, talking to any other person will infect the other person within a few minutes of talking to them. All right. Uh, what do we need to know when it comes to masks? I mean, should Torontonians, with it being mandatory as of midnight, be stocking up on masks? Uh, what are kind of, I guess, the best practices? So the masks don't need to be elaborate. You don't really need like a gas mask or like an N95 mask. Those are like, you know, really good for really high risk places. Like if you're in a hospital and you're dealing with people who are coughing in your face, well, all you need is um, a cloth mask, a couple of layers of cotton, a two or three is ideal, or even a, a one or two dollar surgical mask is all you really need to block um, your own droplets from getting to other people. I think your listeners should know that the mask isn't really going to protect you necessarily. It's to protect everyone around you from you. Everyone, when they're talking or laughing, is creating a mist of droplets around them, sort of a cloud that's around you. You can't see it, but it's definitely there. And if you have the virus, and we know you could be without symptoms for a week to even two weeks before showing symptoms, you would infect that person with your droplets if you're in close uh, range with them. You mentioned the N95 mask a second ago. Now, those, of course, as we've talked about for months now, should be reserved for medical personnel. But I know Health Canada is out with a warning today when it comes to counterfeit masks, in particular N95 masks. How can we tell if we are getting the right or a good mask? It's very difficult. You need very specialized testing equipment. Um, there's a lot of really fly-by-night operations offering these masks. I get, honestly, an email every couple of days trying to sell me masks. It's almost like someone you know, coming up to you and trying to sell you like electronics on the street or something. It's pretty unseemly. So is there, I don't know, a seal of approval that we can be looking for? I mean, you mentioned that the uh, testing measures are pretty uh, elaborate, and I don't think uh, most people, anyone really listening right now and at home have got access to that. So is there any, like, easy way that we can make sure we're getting the best mask possible? 
So Health Canada has been tracking, um, they've been importing a lot of these uh, supplies from overseas and trying to get make sure that hospitals are supplied, and they've been succeeding for the most part. And they have a list of uh, licensed producers where they've actually uh, tested and verified. Uh, that's, I think, where the warning came from today. Okay, this measure for Toronto is in place until September, and then we are going to revisit at that point. Uh, do you think that it's likely to be extended? Is this around for some time, do you think, Doctor? Oh, definitely. I think this is probably going to be with us until there's a good vaccine. Um, things will only get worse in the winter because right now we're all outdoors. COVID doesn't really transmit outdoors. A breeze can take that droplet cloud away from you. So there's very little risk when you're outdoors. You don't need to really wear a mask outdoors unless you're in the middle of a giant crowd, uh, like at Mount Rushmore, for instance. Um, but uh, indoors is where you really need them. And we're going to be more indoors in the winter when things get colder. So we'll definitely need it by then. I think this is with us until a vaccine for sure. What is the biggest barrier? Is it trying to find a mask or is it just to convince some people that this is a good idea? Because as you well know, there has been some uh, resistance to uh, masks in certain uh, circles. Is it just a, a case of educating the public and this becoming, uh, you know, as the weeks and months go on, uh, more of the norm and uh, everybody uh, understands what's expected? Exactly. Like I think it's not. It shouldn't be difficult. Like every every Canadian probably has a scarf. All you need to do is wear that over your nose and your mouth. If you if you don't have a mask, you wrap it around twice if you can. Um, this is unfortunately a, a situation where we have to rely on each other. If I wear a mask and you wear a mask, we are protected from each other. You need about eighty percent of the population to really to really adopt this. And you know, I think if you should look right back at seatbelts, uh, before seatbelt laws, only 5% of people wore seatbelts voluntarily. And now, you know, it's over 90, almost 100% of people wear seatbelts now. So this is a situation where we sort of have to create a new norm until we get a vaccine. We have to sort of in, uh, get people an appeal to their better nature that an act of wearing a mask is actually a, an act of saving the people around you. You're actually actively protecting those people. And would that be your message, doctor, to those that think that this is a little too far reaching, a, a bit of overkill? As I just mentioned a second ago, we're close to uh, less than 100 new cases, 112 new cases reported in the province uh, today. But is that the message that we need to get out, that uh, you need to do this uh, for your loved ones, those around you, because you don't know who you could be exposed to when we're out and about? And even if you're not vulnerable, you could pass it on to somebody in your family who's maybe in a weakened or a compromised uh, position or state? Exactly. Um, you know, cases are low, but all it would take is a few what we call super spreading events to reverse that. Look at what's happening in Alberta right now, or even uh, Texas and Florida, who took a pretty relaxed stance on this thing. We don't know when these events happen, but often we don't detect them until about two to three weeks after the event has occurred. You notice that the spike in the U.S. is happening about a month after Memorial Day weekend when people we're, you know, partying visibly in crowds everywhere. So if we act too late, uh, we're going to miss a large upswing and basically go through March and April. I don't think our businesses would be able to survive a second lockdown. And I think wearing a mask right now is a very small price to pay to keep our economy going, to live as much of a normal life as is possible with this pandemic. All right, Dr. Kashif Prasada, who is the co-chair of Masks for Canada. Doctor, appreciate you coming on this afternoon. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much, Jeff. All right. The doctor joins us as we are in day one. Again, mandatory masks here in the city of Toronto for anyone in an indoor public space. Again, there are some exceptions. And by the way, medical officials uh, went out of their way uh, yesterday and today to 
give this message to all of us is to not necessarily shame somebody or be after somebody you see in a public space, in an indoor public space that doesn't have a mask, because there are some exemptions uh, to this, in particular those that have got uh, medical exemptions. If they've got other breathing problems and a mask uh, might exacerbate some existing condition that they might have. So just uh, bear that in mind that uh, those with medical exemptions and those that work behind a shielded uh, plastic uh, plexiglass barrier or physical barrier are just a few examples of those that are exempted. But uh, for the most part, all of us starting uh, midnight tonight, mandatory masks, indoor public spaces here in the city of Toronto.